ready, we're going to hop into our eco-friendly, low-carbon emission time machine that runs off of the sadness of people who are trapped in a pandemic, and we're going to go back in time and we're going to learn something. What are we doing? Well, well we're, we're recording alternative theater history. Right, and we're going to hop into our imaginary time machine that takes us out of this terrible year and into some place <laughs> that's maybe better. Well... Better in different ways. Sure. But, uh... At least more interesting than being just stuck at home. True. Definitely more interesting than being stuck at home. I will give you that. Okay. Oh, I guess we should introduce ourselves again, huh? Right. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Brittany. And and you are listening to Alternative Theater History. Welcome. Surprise. We walk into our time machine that runs off the depression <laughs> of people that are trapped in 2020. Join uh, us. <laughs> All right. Do you remember what we were going to talk about this week? Yes. What is that thing? Oranges and wenches that sell them. Okay, that's good. So why are we talking about orange wenches this week? I don't know. I think that's your department, right? That's like you're the one who decides when we talk about things and why. <laughs> well, we're talking about it because you said it was the one thing that you remember from theater history. I did offhandedly. Yes. Whenever I wasn't really thinking about it. Yes. So, so what do you remember? About the orange Do wenches. not look at the notes. That's I'm not, cheating. I'm, not, I'm actually just, Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, orange wenches. They were... Okay. Back in the Renaissance, sex work was viewed much like it is today mm-hmm. poorly. Particular ladies who uh, found themselves in need of extra money mm-hmm. uh, and decided to pursue sex work uh, had to find creative ways to advertise mm-hmm. and sell their wares without outright breaking the law. Yes. Breaking breaking the law. So <laughs> rather than selling their bodies outright, well, they, okay. they 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 sold oranges. Uh-huh. And then those oranges just came with a free lap dance or whatever. <laughs> okay. It's like buy one, get one free, free sort of thing. Yeah. It's a BOGO deal of oranges okay. and lap dance. Okay. Okay. And the orange wenches were found primarily in the streets, in... Uh, no, no, no. They were at, they like, were in the uh, yeah, in theaters okay. or, at the, like, I guess, well, I don't know. Were they in, like, other events situations? Like... Well, they were mostly in the theaters. Okay, sure. They were just in the theaters. Okay. I'm just checking. Especially since this is the one thing that you said you remembered and enjoyed learning about. I did. So. Actually, I'm pretty sure you're the one that told me about it and taught me about the it. So whole I don't think point was what is something you remember, remember that was theater, interesting from, from my theater, theater history. history. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Oh, good God. <laughs> okay. Folks, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. All right. So... Even though this is not apparently something that you remember from your own theater history class, and you only remember it because you married me, mm-hmm. you poor, poor man. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why we're doing this podcast, <laughs> so that you can, you can teach me and the listeners more about things from theater history that are interesting. Okay. With Orange Wenches, this you were close with Renaissance. Um, orange Wenches really kind of hit their stride in the Restoration, okay. which is post-Renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there there are some sources that say that this sort of thing was happening long before it sounds the Restoration. Like that yeah, in- it's just they weren't as commonplace until the Restoration. We've been and, to the Renaissance Fair. I know what happens. Well, yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of Restoration beliefs that 
permeate the well, Renaissance we, we, fairs. We know about. that the Renaissance fair is not actually a, a festival of the Renaissance, since it is often I mean, peopled by stormtroopers. Yeah, 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 exactly. So okay, uh, where I really want to start, just to kind of get you into the world, mm-hmm. the context, mm-hmm. as you will, is the decorum of theater. So when you go see theater now, what is what is typical decorum? You're talking about like uh, how to politely visit the theater. Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, first you put on your clothes before you leave the house, but that's just that's general, a good start. that's just general sort of decorum. Yes. Uh, no, oh, okay. Uh, you go to the theater, you buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I, at this point, <laughs> right now, it's, you, you sit in your house theater. and you don't go anywhere. <laughs> but okay, so normal Normal, non-pandemic time. time. Yeah, no, you go to a theater, you pay for a ticket generally, unless you know somebody on the inside that can get you a comp, and you are ushered to a seat mm-hmm. where you sit and talk uh, quietly with mm-hmm. probably someone that you accompanied you to mm-hmm. the theater prior to the show. The show starts and you emote uh, appropriately at <laughs> given times with okay. laughter, applause, sobbing, etc. Okay. General applause prior to intermission and at the conclusion of the mm-hmm. show and then you promptly leave without harassing any of the uh, actors on stage. Very cool. Okay, so (laughs) that really comes from the mid-1800s, primarily from a man named Richard Wagner. Uh Wagner sounds familiar. Yes, he's a composer. Yes, yeah. Yes, so he created this idea of Gesamtus work. Gesundheit. Exactly, (laughs) right. Did I mention that I took Spanish? So um, he's the one that made us turn out the lights in a theater. Oh, okay. He's the one that wanted you to be completely, like your attention completely on the stage and what's happening on the stage. Yeah, immerse yourself. He moved the pit band or the orchestra from on stage and visible to in a pit. Interesting. So We've, We've thrown that I know, right? Point, so right? there's there's some things well, there. Yeah. Um, but you're right. This is this is kind of what we expect. Yeah. Do you eat in the theater? Generally speaking. Uh, generally no. If it's dinner theater, though. You well, are... yes. The dinner <laughs> theater is a separate thing. Do you drink in the theater? Sometimes. Do you? That's also very true. Do well. No. Usually not. Usually they make you drink it all at intermission. They have you go back for intermission and just like yeah, chug it down yeah, before you go back yeah. in. I think is, that's I think that's less about like not being immersed and more about the people who don't really feel like cleaning it out of the carpet afterwards. That's a valid point too. Decorum in the theater prior to Wagner coming along and uh-huh. really kind of pushing this this particular new decorum sensation. Theater was a social place. Yeah. It always has been. It's, yeah, you've got the rabble down in the, the mosh pit. Of yeah. The, what is it called? I can't remember. Well, that's where the groundlings are. No, yeah, the groundlings actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So this, the it's, it's a social experience. Yeah. You eat, you drink, you generally be merry with the other people around. How much do you know about the restoration? Do you remember anything about the restoration? Oh, not no, nothing pops okay. out. So, brief intro to restoration. Mm-hmm. Charles uh, Stuart was restored to the English throne 1660. 1660 is the beginning of the restoration. Okay. So, before that, mm-hmm. the theaters had been closed for, I have a note, 18. 18 years. They were banned, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Now, this is another story for another day, but theater never really gets banned. Well, no, or never. never goes under, it just goes underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Or turns um, into something else. Exactly. But, yeah. 
theater theater people will continue to do theater as we are learning life, right life now. Life will uh, find a way. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> so, uh, the theater had been gone, in, as far as like public theater, had mm-hmm. been gone for 18 years. When Charles Stewart comes to the throne, and he's like, you know what? Engage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a comeback <laughs> because kind of. Um, he really loved theater. Yeah. He was a big proponent of the arts. And he still is. It, it, <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I've derailed us. Re- return back to where, where we were. It's fine because all I can think about is, is his really soft cable knit sweater. Right, the, Do you remember me dressing yes, that? Yes, loving? I, I, yeah, I also remember anyway. his. Uh, his bodyguard that was, was looking at me like, very strangely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank goodness he was nice. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so when King Charles was restored to the throne, he brought theater back in, and theater was basically like, "Hey, you go. Remember how you thought we were immoral and rude, and that's why you banned us for so long? Guess what?" We're going to have some fun now. So they really went with this whole free thought, free wheeling. It's really lighthearted. If you're looking at people like Jeremy Collier, people would have felt that they're just playing into the immorality of the theater. As you mentioned before, prostitutes were, or sex workers, Mm -hmm. they were known as prostitutes in the period, but sex workers, that was one of the few ways for women who were single And in need of financial assistance, assistance. yes, that was something that they could do. And there were a lot of young women who that barrier that you could do sex work Mm -hmm. or you could try to make your way on the stage. Those were two options for young women Mm -hmm. who were single and trying to be financially independent. And and what better way than to just kill two birds with one stone? If you can do both. You get to a girl who can do both. So there was a lot of overlap in many cases between these were the same women in some cases. They may have started in the brothel and moved to the stage, were on the stage and then moved to the brothel whenever their their time was was complete Mm -hmm. up on the stage. There might have been people that were doing both simultaneously. Yeah, I mean, you can't get cast in every show, so you got to have... You know, your bartending gig was, or your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have some jokes about a casting couch here shortly. <laughs> um, so the re- the restoration period, you're seeing women on stage for the first time. Because mm-hmm. remember, prior oh, to yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. all female roles were played by men. Yep. So the restoration is the first time that this is giving women another option for financial security right. is being on the stage. As far as how secure that finance those finances really were, it was kind of up to the favor of the people right, of yeah, London I mean, and wherever yeah. the public theater goers. But still, you had these two options, so they were very often conflated into one another. Mm-hmm. So if you were on the stage, you were just as you might as well have been right, it's the same working level. in the brothel. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the restoration plays had tropes about them. Mm-hmm. Two of the biggest tropes being breaches roles, right. which I did my dissertation yep. on. Yeah, so breaches roles, it is. So breaches roles are when a woman wears them pants. Well, them not hot, only if you're talking hot, hot about pants. breaches, it's not just wearing the pants of a man, but also playing the part right. of a man. Yes. Yeah. So cross dressing. Yeah. And 
you've also got couch scenes. This is where the casting couch joke comes mm. in. A lot of restoration dramas and comedies in its own right. There's like the fainting lady on the couch. Mm. Right? Well, you had the couch, and usually if a woman didn't faint, it was something most scenes started with a young woman sleeping upon her couch uh, in various levels of undress, undress mm-hmm. who is awoken in the middle of her slumber by a man, a male character mm-hmm. running in. So there's this moment of just sexuality where you see a woman on stage in various layers of undress, right. and that is titillating for an audience. This is, this is the equivalent of the pizza guy showing up to the porno, when the, like the lady opens the door and it's like, oh, I can't pay for the pizza. And I'm in my underwear for some reason receiving pizza. I'm not... <laughs> okay. Right? I'm... I mean, it's, it Maybe. sounds like a very similar Maybe. sort of, like, situ- trope situation. Well, it's more so the... I mean, the obviously it doesn't lead to the same in. place. Well, but. sometimes. <laughs> the, breaking, the person who was breaking into the scene usually was aware that the woman was asleep. Mm. Uh, and oh. Yes. And so, mm. yeah, there's <laughs> there, there were also a lot of rape scenes in Restoration. Ooh theater yeah it i'm not gonna get into that dark side tonight but things to be aware of so anyway sex had a very different place on the restoration stage and in that mindset sex had a very different space in restoration england in general Mm -hmm. and we get the wonders of the orange wench as a kind of what's the word i'm looking for it's not a precursor because it's happening at the same time I don't know. I'll figure out a way to say it later. Um, but you get what I mean. Orange wenches were kind of a, it, it seemed, it was the next step, right. if you will. Next logical leap. Yes. So. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Our dog Bowser is joining us today. And so you might hear him panting and or just licking my hand. And I, or his, I really uh, himself, hope so. you're not turned off by that ASMR. <laughs> He's a loving boy. Oh, okay. Oh boy. He's a he's our yeah. All right. One of the favorite anecdotes that I came across in my research that I just need to make sure I say out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, a man by the name of Henry Peacham wrote in his book, The Art of Living in London, about a woman who went to the theater on her own one evening and mm-hmm. lost her purse while there. So this is the, the anecdote. Where did I put it? Under my petticoat between that and my smock. What? Quoth her husband. Did you feel nobody's hand there? Well, yes, quoth she. I felt one's hand there, but did not think he had come for that. But then. <laughs> <laughs> so the Restoration Theater was a place where if you were looking for a mistress, mm. it was a smart place to go. Right. Um, there was usually a way of letting someone at the door know that that is something you were interested in looking into. But this was this was the restoration, the time where you weren't supposed to eat in the theater. No, you still are. Oh, okay. Yeah, you absolutely That's still good. are. Cause... Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? No, to no, I'll just leave statement? it there. Okay. <laughs> All right, you brought it up. Yeah. I was just gonna see if you would say it out loud, but that's fine. So orange wenches. Dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Again, this is a period when people did eat. They drank. They just generally enjoyed each other's company right. in Bogner, varying ways. Wagner hadn't put a damper on Correct. It. 
most people would also go to the theater to be seen yep. rather than mm-hmm. to see the theater. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. So once shows, I mean, honestly, it depended on the theater. Some shows would run a couple of days. Some shows would run maximum like five days. Um, some would run for a night. But if there were shows that everybody knew, like in a rep that were coming mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. Everyone knew when the best scenes were. Everyone knew when the couch scene was. Everyone knew when the um, the mistress would be, or, or the cuck would be found, mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. So It's like watching a movie that you've seen six exactly. times. Exactly, and, and you like, know what the like, best yeah. parts are, but you keep the rest of it on in the background. So that kind of was what this was for some, for some theater goers. And the orange wenches were young women who sold oranges in between acts of a show. And honestly, most restoration theater events weren't just like you go to see one show. It was an evening of events. So Mm -hmm. it would usually start around 3 p.m. And again, I mean, these were with the lights on. You'd have a couple like acrobatics and things of that nature. And then you'd have like a full play. And then maybe you'd have like a short one act. One more, more of a and, festival, yeah. Like a performance so these festival. these were big events yeah. when you went to go to the theater. That's a little bit refreshing, actually. I yeah, so. I think so too. It's something that I wish we could kind of bring back. Nobody has time for that. Nah, well, everyone has time <laughs> for it right <laughs> now. Right now yeah. <laughs> it's just we're not allowed. Yeah. So the theater during this period, it was a place to be seen. Women who came to the theater only well typically only came with their significant others mm-hmm. um, or a father figure mm-hmm. or something along that, those lines and they wore the latest fashions to be seen they would yell across the theater to one another from box to box so imagine being an actor Becky Becky look at her butt yeah. it's so big oh my god yeah so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just threw Sir mix a lot yeah. into this lesson Maybe I need sleep. So orange wenches were young women who oftentimes also worked at the local brothels Mm -hmm. who would come into the theaters and they would sell, they would have their baskets full of oranges. Was it just oranges? (laughs) Typically, yes. You'd sell your oranges. You were the orange wench. No apples or Um, like lemons, limes, any other citrus? I think it was oranges. Grapefruits? Um, I, the, (laughs) the person who loves symbolism Mm -hmm. in me really wants there to be apples, Mm -hmm. but Uh, we're going with oranges because that's what they were. That's, that's what we have. I thought fig was supposed to be like the, the appropriate historic forbidden fruit. Well, not if you have a woman handing an apple over and then Adam eating it. Well, no, but it's, was it an apple? Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Well, wasn't the tree of knowledge an apple tree? Well, it's just tree? a forbidden fruit. I it's just it for, was an apple it's the, tree. The, it's the fruit of knowledge. It's just always been. I think after Newton, it was kind of equated to the apple because mm. of the apple falling on his head. But, well, see, I learned something new tonight too. Yeah. So scholars have argued <laughs> over what the actual forbidden fruit is, or something. Well, maybe it was an orange. Ancient aliens have <laughs> planted nonsense oh, in our brain. Right. History Channel yeah. after dark. <laughs> So the orange wenches would sell these oranges in between or in between acts, so acts in a show, mm-hmm. like intermission for a show, as well as in between acts and an evening's repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be liaisons between audience members and the actresses backstage okay. as well. 
So if they were roaming around and a wealthy young gentleman was uh, on see. the prowl right, right, right. for a mistress right. and asked an orange wench with some... Can I get her number? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but it was like a, here's some money right. because I know that's what you want. Can I get her number? I want her number. Can you go tell her to meet me at this location after the show? Right. So we're talking like middle school crush. Circle, like, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they would they would run messages, especially if they knew that the actress was looking for a patron. Because again, being an actress, the money was better than nothing. But if you found yourself a wealthy yeah, patron, that was the, that you, was the way you, to yeah, get... You gotta get that sugar daddy. That was the way to get solid money. Yeah. So they ran these liaisons, so they also got to know the Johns, who were interested in looking. Mm -hmm. And anyone who was maybe turned down by an actress mm -hmm. was looking for some comfort. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Buy an orange, maybe get something else. So, yes, <laughs> as, as you were... <laughs> I need to drown my sorrows in this orange... <laughs> And the this woman who gave it to me. The citrus of sadness. <laughs> That's what an orange is going to be now, is the citrus of sadness. 2020, <laughs> uh, the year of oranges. <laughs> oh, God, it's so true. So these women, just in case you haven't caught the, the drift of what we've been alluding to over and over again, these were women who were also sex workers, who sold oranges. Have we been hiding that? That doesn't well, seem like I'm we've been... I'm trying to really, make sure that I'm not... We've been pretty not, explicit. Yeah, I thought... It was, okay, fine. Maybe we have been, but I'm going to be more explicit. That's fine. Go ahead. So they also, if... If a man was looking for something a little bit more than an orange, he could pay a little bit more and they would go into a box um, that was owned by one of the, either him or his friends. Um, but they would That's find they ways to, to have various sexual dalliances within mm -hmm. the, within the theater proper. But not, but they wouldn't pay for those. They just pay, pay for, for those, those premium oranges exactly. that are in the back room. Exactly. In the same way that when medieval theater went underground, Sam Foote would have people come to see his shows that he was directing, but people wouldn't be paying to see the show. They were paying for a dish of chocolate. Right. And they just so happened delicious, to sit at a table and eat their delicious chocolate. chocolate while watching a show mm -hmm. that was being performed. I'm not watching the show. I'm just eating, eating some chocolate. chocolate. The and show just, just happens. It's to be just open. happening. So that's that's the sort of mentality here. So these women, in some cases, I you know what? We're actually getting close to time, so we're gonna have to save Nell Gwen for another time. Hooray! Which next time, because well, we'll come back to Nell. Oh, okay. Not in, in the future. Well. Maybe we will do nail next time. So just to give you a brief setup who, then. Who will no one knows. It's a mystery. <laughs> Tune in next week, dear listener. So for next week, we are going to discuss Nell Gwynn. Nell Gwynn is the most famous of these orange wenches. And I mean, you could probably say that Maul was also really famous, but Nell Gwynn is the one. The Maul? Everybody loved the Maul in the 80s. So Nell Gwynn <laughs> is the one that is probably the most famous. So we'll talk a little bit about her next week mm -hmm. and uh, see what happens whenever an orange wench jumps on stage. Woo! I, I assume to actually perform and not just jumping on the stage. Like, for the hell of it. Well, depending on the story. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So since you remembered so much about orange wenches <laughs> from your theater <laughs> yes. history class, do you feel like you learned a little something tonight? But yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I've sure clarified uh, many things from from what I remember you. Uh, talking about whatever you would teach about orange wenches. Then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. Next time, when we enter our eco-friendly, low-carbon emission <laughs> time machine, we'll do something else. We'll talk about Nelquin. Okay, we'll talk about Nelquin, <laughs> and then we'll do something else after. Thanks, everybody. Just remember, you can find us on Instagram at Alternative Theater History. I'll, I'll post a couple pictures of... There's a really Oranges. great... Some great oranges. Maybe I'll throw throw navel. out some some real some sad sadness citrus. Some navels. What? Navels. What? A fuzzy navel, maybe. Navel. It's a play on words. You see, there's a navel orange, and then oh. there's the navel of the human anatomy, oh. which is often sexualized. Hmm. Hi everyone. I'm Alex, and this is my last day on the <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> For some reason, I keep bringing you back, probably because no one else will listen to me. Well, we can't have anybody else come in because we're locked in our house. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think our daughter would be very good at this. No, she wouldn't last. Anyway. We've got a Wix site, and mm. you can find a link to that through our Instagram as well. It's one of those, like, wix.com backslash. Yeah, we didn't sh- shell things. out for the custom no, domain not- name. It's no. Just, yeah. Free, I mean, if, freebie, this, freebie, freebie. if people are actually enjoying this and we get some ratings and support, all that support mm. and that sort of stuff, maybe yeah. then I'll dish out for a real domain. Okay. But until then, check us out on Instagram and then click through to the Wix site and you can see all some more pictures and some fun sources. If you go check it out and you look at the stuff from last week's episode on the Cats and Clavier, there is a video at the very end of that that particular post. There's a YouTube clip of a man, I believe it's in 2005. He was trying to make Prince Charles laugh and he played a cat piano. But the cats were plush cats. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I was about to, I was like, there is no way this no, 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 no. And to if, fly. If I rem- remember correctly, it was something like eco friendly sort of thing, too. So I'm, I still feel like it's maybe a little in bad taste to throw in a cat piano of any kind, but it made Prince Charles laugh. I mean, yeah, sure. Because what else do you, what else can you do when faced with a cat piano? Right. So, yeah, thanks also, for listening. I, I'm, I'm going to send out a, a, a call to fan artists, all our fans out there who are artists. Uh, I want to see art of the eco-friendly, low-emissions time machine that runs off of sadness and, I guess, oranges, because they're the fruit of sadness. Yeah, uh, I was just... And, and tweet, I was honestly... Tweet them, or not tweet them, shoot them at our Instagram, <laughs> and I want to see them. Tag us, and we'll tag you back yeah. and post it up, because... I, I love art because I can't art. Yeah. So uh yeah, if you if you maybe you can just draw a sad, sad orange yeah. and we'll post that for you. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and I hope the re- I hope you have a great week and we'll we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye.